Oh, I really appreciate what um, Emmanuel said because um, that's actually the very topic that I feel like God has put on my heart to speak about and something that I feel that I've been attacked at and our whole family really this week at a very deep level. Um, you know, it can even come when Christians um, where you feel attacked from people within, you know, so, you know, within the faith community and um, having to do with legalism, you know. And so today we're going to be looking at just a couple short verses in Galatians, which is after Second Corinthians, and it's on page 914 in your church Bibles, it's in these skinny ones. I don't know what it is in the other one. Page yeah, page 972, if you have the fatter Bibles, if you have the skinny new Bibles, it's page 914. So there's Bibles in the back if anyone needs one. So, um, you know, we're living, as Christians, we're supposed to be living an impossible life. You know, impossible uh, hope where there is no hope. You know, many of us have experienced that already where we've seen the impossible happening, where we just thought there's no way we could ever change or there's no hope for us, you know, and we've experienced that. And we've, and that happened when we, when we had a real living encounter with Jesus through the Holy Spirit, right? But sometimes people can get, uh, I don't know what, if, if it's tempted or, what's the, or brainwashed or something. In Galatians, Paul says, you, you foolish you know, people like, did someone like bewitch you, like put a spell on you or something? Like what happened? Like you started out one way and then you ended up this other way, you know, with kind of legalism. So, um, whoops, thanks, Roger. So let's look at uh, chapter three. And um, we're going to actually start with verse two. So Paul says, he's talking to these people who are, um, you know, they've been experiencing like lots of signs and wonders, miracles. They've um, seen the power of the gospel when, when the gospel shared, you know, the good news, like what Paul was just saying, that we're not saved by what we do, but we're saved because Jesus made a way for us when we were helpless. When we couldn't do anything ourselves, you know. He's a very present, he's a very present help when we needed him. He came and he saved us and he saved the whole world. So that's when that is powerfully preached, it can actually change our lives. You know, it's amazing the power of the gospel to save. So the Galatians were people that had experienced that already. You know, they'd uh, and they'd given up a bunch of stuff to follow. You know, to follow Jesus. You know, they'd given up. Um, you know, their idols. They'd given up like the fast life, the crazy life, so to speak. They they'd given up like a lot of things and they were ridiculed by other people, you know, because they wanted to follow Jesus. It wasn't cool back then and it is not cool now. And it can even be dangerous. I mean, we know of Christians in different places in the world, like uh, we were hearing about your prayer group that was telling of those people in the island of, it wasn't Mauritius, what was, where was it? Myanmar, that's right. It was in Myanmar that um, not an island, not an island, but I was first I was thinking of Mauritius, but it's not Mauritius. It was Myanmar. 
that um, Christians there were being persecuted, like literally tortured because they were sharing the gospel. You know, they were like this one guy was making cartoons, you know, like little cartoon books about Jesus and like, you know, he went to prison. This other lady was literally in prison being tortured when, you know, we got some, we got some messages about that. So anyway, these people, these Galatians, had experienced that, like they'd given up a lot for Jesus, and they started with, you know, this um, real sincere um, experience of, you know, Jesus through in the power of the Holy Spirit later after he died. But now what's happening? So Paul is saying, let me ask you only this. Did you receive the Spirit by works of the law or by hearing with faith? By works of the law or hearing with faith. So what could be works of the law? Can you hear me through this? No, okay. Like obeying the law. Exactly, like obeying the law. You know? Your probation officer required. Yep, that would be one thing. Um, compliance with, uh, yeah, you said like with probation or uh, what else? Are you good enough for God by yeah, work your way into a relationship by like doing good things, like giving to the poor, which is not a bad thing. It's a good thing, but people can there can be almost like a religion that's built out of doing these morally good things, like don't do this, don't do that. Instead, do this and do that. You know, don't go over here, don't do that over there. You know, do this, and if you go to church and if you read your Bible. Um, and if you, I don't know what the other things are, uh, then then that's how you're going to get closer to God. You're going to please God by by your works. By and I know, like in in some churches, um, you know, like people would actually, you know, like walk on their knees, you know, and do penance, um, confession. And you have to go and confess to the, the certain person to get your sins forgiven, and I mean, I know that's not maybe some of our experience, but maybe it has been if you've come out of like a serious, uh, a seriously legalistic system, you know, like uh, there's a lot of them too, a lot of them that look Christian, but aren't really about focused on Jesus. So um, again, Paul says, let me ask you this, only this, did you receive the spirit by works of the law, like being good, doing the right thing, or by hearing with faith? So hearing what? Hearing what with faith? Hearing what? Well, it's hearing the gospel, hearing the good news, hearing that we need a savior, hearing that we need to be forgiven, like every day, hearing that we, like, like you're saying, Emmanuel, you know, we uh, we can't we can't please God by by doing stuff that people tell us to do. It's not about doing, it's about, it's about Jesus. It's about what Jesus did, not about what we do for God, but what God has, has done for us through Jesus on the cross and continues to do every single day if we just humble ourselves and say that we need God still, right? So that's what the hearing, hearing the good news, you know, hearing the word of God, hearing the gospel, and with faith. So what's the with faith part, hearing with faith? Well, I guess we can sit in church or we can read our Bible or we can listen to people talking about what I just said, about you have to live, you know, that the gospel is about Jesus. It's not about us. I'm like, 
You can sit there and go, yeah, I agree. That's cool. But that's not going, that's that's not what saves us. It's just by hearing. Any, any more than by sitting in a parking lot, you become a car. No, the way to become a Christian is by activating, like stepping out when you can't see how it's going to happen. Stepping out on the Word of God. Like you read something, you know, in the Gospels. You read, um, you know, that Jesus loves us. You know, he died for us. And he wants to set you free from fear. And you say, okay, that's really good. But I was just talking to someone a few minutes ago who said, I just have all this fear that I'm going to fail. And I'm like, well, you're doing great in, in what you're doing. And you're, but this person's like, you know, I just all of a sudden fear is coming over me and I, I feel like I'm going to fail. I said, but you're succeeding. And they're like, but I, I, I just feel it in my bones. Like there's all these voices that say, but look at what you have ahead. Like basically look at there's this huge mountain that you have to climb. You have all these things that you have to do. And I, I said, yeah, but God called you to this, to work to the path that you're on. So if God called you to that path and you're on that path, then um, then God is going to provide all that you need to be able to accomplish what he's called you to do. He's going to provide money. You know, he's going to provide encouragement. He's going to provide the ability to be able to, to do this. This is somebody who was you know, trying to get through an academic program, you know, or they felt all of a sudden like they just started freaking out, you know. But um, anyways, and I said, and furthermore, you know, God says not to worry about tomorrow, but you're worrying about the, the, all the stuff you're talking about has to do with not just today, right? Because he says, don't worry about tomorrow, only worry about today. So that's the gospel. Jesus says, don't worry. You know, have faith. And what does that mean? To step out, to activate it. That's the faith that makes it real. To believe it, even though you feel all shaky, you feel like you're not good enough. You've looked at your past, you've seen failures in your past, and you're like, how in the world is it going to change ever? Well, that's where the faith comes in. You need to step out and say, Jesus, show me. I'm going to step out one day at a time. I'm going to test. I'm going to test the word of God. I'm going to test what um, what I heard being preached. I'm going to test it. I'm going to test it. I'm going to test that I don't have to fear. I can turn away from fear. I can say, I hate you, fear. You leave me right now. This is what I led the person to do It's just, you know, there's a scripture that says, whatever is true, whatever is right, whatever is beautiful, think on these things. And I'm like, are you thinking on those things? And they said, no, actually, I'm thinking about what's false, <laughs> what's what's uh, untrue, what's uh, ugly, um, and what's wrong. That's what I'm thinking about. I'm like, oh, well, that's the problem, isn't it? But then me, myself, I was doing the same thing. If something came up where I got really falsely accused this week, it's horrible by somebody really close even and and that hurt so bad because I, I felt like wow it's, I feel so judged I feel so so much shame I feel so bad like I should have done this or that but in my heart I knew I shouldn't it wasn't really true but shame was trying to come on against me and it just got to the point where I could hardly breathe very well I couldn't sleep for three days and I just felt like like that you know really bad so i had to I've, I've had to throughout the last three days just actually you know forgive the person that's been making these accusations against me and it's about law like you should have done that you should have done that and that's why this happened i'm like actually no i don't believe that but that's what the 
that's what the narrative is. You should have done this, this, and this. And I have to take a stand and say, no, these are false. This is, these are accusations. This is coming from the accuser himself who uses people who are weak, you know, to um, try to like destabilize us so we fall. And we think, well, what's the point? I might as well just go back into my old ways, my own coping ways, you know, get comfort through my old comfort ways. And that's and that's where the enemy wins. And he's like, yes, that's what I was hoping for. Another one bit the dust, you know. But if we if we can stand on grace, you know, grace is what we don't deserve because Jesus saved us, not what not the law, not compliance, not following rules, not being good. If we can trust in the person of Jesus, you know, then we're going to see signs and wonders. So let's see back to where I, I got a, kind of a, on a rabbit trail a bit, but not too much. Um, so it says, having begun by the spirit, are you now perfected by the flesh? That means like you started with the spirit, but now the flesh meaning like laws, rules, things that we, you know, that are, we make up ourselves. It's like that is what is what uh, terminates us is when we we use those things to we, we end with those instead of keeping going with the spirit. Um, it says, did you suffer so many things in vain? If indeed it, it was in vain. In other words, did we sacrifice a lot of stuff to follow Jesus for no reason? Um, does he who supplies the spirit to you and work? Miracles among you do so by works of the law or by hearing with faith. So that's what I want to leave you with. Um, the question, um, do you feel like um, the spirit who works miracles does that by because we're so good and we're, we're so holy by the way we live? And that's why God's blessing us is because we live such great lives. Or is it because we have faith that Jesus is the one that makes us righteous, apart from what any anything we've done. So let's um, let's think about that question, which Paul asked this church, and and I I um, offer that to you as something to ponder. And Jesus, we just come to you, and we ask you to search our hearts and show us if there's a way where we've been trusting the things that make us look good to other people. You know, whether it be a tidy house. Um, you know, a good job, a bank account that has money, um, education, um, whatever, you know, the whatever thing that we do, you know, helping other people, if that's what we're putting our trust in, is how good we are. We, we want to know that because that's actually a real trick of the devil to get us to, to just do those things and not trust in you to save us every day. We want to trust in you to save us no matter where we find ourselves, even if we're completely, you know, trembling and feel like we're a piece of crap today. So come Holy Spirit and wash us clean of the lies of the enemy that have come, come against us like, like an assault. And um, just come and wash the, those away. Holy Spirit, we welcome you to cleanse our minds of the lies. And, and I just order... The, the voices that are out there that are speaking into your ears, like the voice of accusation, especially to be silenced right now in Jesus' name. We don't want to hear from the accuser anymore. We want to hear from Jesus, who is a very present help right now in a time of need. 
So Jesus, we welcome your, we, we accept your welcome, even though we don't feel good enough. We don't feel worthy enough in what we've done. But thank you that that's why you're here, is to save us and you're our good shepherd. And we just thank you that you walk with us even in our darkest, our darkest times, our darkest valleys, even when we feel like a shadow of death is around us, you're walking with us and you can fill us with joy, even in the midst of our fear and our pain and when we feel like we're losers. So Jesus, come and be our shepherd tonight and throughout this week, I pray in your name. Amen.